Hey, welcome to another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. So glad you joined us today. We're on fire, ready to go. We've already prayed in the studio, and it's going to be a great, great day. Uh, honey? You almost stumbled with our last name, didn't you? How would I stumble with my last name? It's, it's impossible. It sounded like it was coming out weird. I had a but joke you... all lined up, and I expect you to talk right, the, right at the very front. <laughs> You're supposed to wait for me. Well. I was going to go... Afghanistan, your thoughts. And then yeah. you're supposed to say, um, 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 but you didn't. Anyway, oh, I, it wasn't I, funny I, anyways. I have thoughts. So it, yeah, your, your joke would have flopped on that one. You but do have some thoughts. We are so glad that we're here with you. <laughs> and we're excited about this word. We know, you know, listen, we, I, and, and I think we got to come up with a new beginning, I think, with this, because we say this all the time, and we mean it every time, that we know that this word that we have, it's timely we pray over it we ask yeah. the holy spirit to guide and direct us and we know i mean i know that i know that this word that we have for you tonight is going to be exactly what you need to hear so first and foremost let's get business out of the way like and share right now Please, yes. um no Let matter when you're watching this um make sure like it because we you know Come on, we like when you like it, and um, but you got to share it because sharing is caring, and we you there's people that um, you're friends with or people that are stalking you maybe on Facebook. Go ahead when you share this. Uh, it's getting at them know. too. So, truth of the matter is, a lot of stuff that we talk about can be more pinpointed to maybe just a church or a certain aspect of people in the church. We try to make it overall universal that it's a message from the Lord. We try to make it for everybody, but this one definitely one hundred ten percent is for every single person on planet Earth because um, of the things that the, the, that we're dealing with in the world yeah. that we don't t haven't dealt with maybe in a long time or don't typically deal with at all. So this is a very powerful. Matter of fact, I just feel led to pray right now, Father. I thank you so very much that you're leading us and guiding us into all truth by your spirit. Thank you, Lord God, that your hand is upon Robin and me to deliver forth your word in Jesus' name and upon every single watcher, every viewer, every hearer on a podcast, Lord God, wherever we happen to be, Lord God, that they will receive the truth for their lives as well. Satan, your, your minutes are numbered now right. in Jesus' name and the truth of God's word goes forth and breaks every power of the enemy in all darkness and we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tell us, tell us a little bit about the Today. You know, uh, with everything that's going on uh, in the world and, you know, in our country and our own, you know, in our own homes, yeah. <clears throat> you know, everything is being magnified and the enemy would love to use everything that's going on to just bring a spirit of fear. Mm. And that fear is, I mean, it can be so gripping and so paralyzing that you don't know what's what. I think right now people, you know, they want to talk so much about the issues and what's happening is, is that it's, it's creating more of that, that pit of fear in people's lives. Chaos and confusion. It, it's it's everywhere right now. You don't know who's telling the truth, who's right. uh, speaking the, uh, a lie, and it's creating all kinds of chaos. And the more people jump in, the more confusion, confusion jumps in. And the more confusion jumps in, the more fear, terror, fret, Worry, anxiety, right. concern begins to overtake God's people and the people just that don't even know the Lord, you know, right, and we're right. supposed to be a comfort to them too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I'm going to, I want to just start off with this scripture verse right away as we're going to deal tonight um, or during the day, wherever, whenever you're listening whenever to this, is, and hopefully yeah. you're going to re-listen to this 
over and over again, because sometimes you miss it the first time and you really need to get this deep in your spirit. But Matthew 28, 9 and 10, and we know the story. Jesus has now been resurrected from the tomb. And in the message version, which I love this version so much, it says this. Then Jesus met them. He's talking about the women that came to the tomb, mm. and they expected for the tomb to, you know, to be closed and, you know, Jesus, you know, dead body. But here Jesus now is talking to them, and he says, "Then Jesus met them, stopping them in their tracks. Good morning," he said. They fell to their knees, embraced his feet, and worshipped him. Now that all sounds really perfect. Mm. I mean, isn't that what you, you know, would do when you see Jesus? But in verse 10, it says this, Jesus said, you're holding on to me for dear life. Don't be frightened like that. Mm. Go and tell my brothers that they are to go to Galilee and I'll meet them there. This is the message translation? That's the message translation. So here's what's happening is, is that he's saying, listen, you're holding on to me and that's good right now. We need to be embracing Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need to be holding on to our Savior. But he's saying in that, in, that, in that scripture, you're holding on to me for dear life. Don't be frightened like that. Mm. And I think sometimes we get in that place where, you know, we're so afraid of what's happening and that our gripping on to Jesus is more of out of fear and not out of faith. Like, you know, just praying, thinking about prayer. I, I have done that. Honey, you've done that. Right. I, I, and I catch myself, I do not like that at all, praying fear prayers. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm more hopeful than I am faithful. Is that the way, the way to say it? I don't have faith. I just have hope. And I'm, I'm hoping that God gets me out of the situation or hoping God gets our church out of the situation or whatever the case may be, our family member. And and so now I'm, I'm actually praying fear. And that's what he's saying there. Yeah, you have a hold of me, but don't grab me like that. Mm-hmm. You don't, There's a better way to live life. You can live in faith, exactly. knowing and trusting me. Matter of fact, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So God never is fear a motivator from, from the Lord. Right. God may take it and, and, and show you, get you something, some sort of lesson from it. But it's not a motivator from the king. He's not issuing the spirit of fear. He said, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Right. What attacks our minds more than anything else? Fear. Right. Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is required for God to move upon the scene, for mountains to move out of the way. But fear is 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 this. It is, is the Greek word phobos, and it's where we get our word phobia. Mm-hmm. And so God's saying, even with me, even when, I just love what you read because I didn't, I didn't know you were going to go to that scripture. But even with that, that he said, yes, you're clinging to me, but it's a phobos. It's a fear. Right. You're afraid, oh my God, if I let go for one second, I'm going to die. I'm going to be in turmoil. Something's going to go bad wrong. Matter of fact, even this last couple of days, you, we were talking about something. That we both felt something like, huh, something's not right. right. And yet we, 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 you first you condition yourself, well, maybe God's trying to show you something. But in essence, we just did what? We just bound it, right. the spirit of fear or the spirit of whatever it was, and commanded it to come out of our homes, and it did. Praise right. God. Well, you know, research shows that there are over 2,000 fears, or as, as they call it, too, they, it's two, over 2,000 phobias that can be identified in um, human experiences. Mm. Yet psychologists says that human beings are only born with two basic fears, and that's the fear of loud noise and the fear of falling. 
all other fears have to be no. learned. Fear of spiders it has to be in there huh? somewhere. Yeah. I cannot stand spiders. We got spiders, y'all, right now at our house that are this big around, and it's because where we live, it's um. Anyways, it's it's done by an association, and so they have lights that are on the building, and the lights draw the bugs, and then the spiders come because of the bugs, and now we got spiders everywhere, and I make her kill. Them. I just put on um, my Wonder Woman outfit, and I go, I smash smack them. I, I'm not afraid. I'm when not I kill of spiders, when I kill but... a spider, I crack the wall. I hit it so hard, <laughs> it's got no chance of living ever. Including the wall, yeah, splats everywhere. It's everywhere. But, yeah, it's worse than it was. Um, but but fear has to be learned, and how is it learned? It's, All right. So you said the two fears. Say it again. Two basic fears. T- we're born with two basic fears: the All fear right. of loud noise and the fear of falling. All other fears have to be learned. Gotcha. So what is happening is is how are we learning those fears? We're learning those. Maybe it's because of something that um, somebody has said to you. Um, some you know maybe you've heard somebody. Um, uh, somebody else's experience and therefore now you're picking up on that feeling and now it becomes a fear. Maybe it's something, you know, we got to be so careful. Uh, Job 4.12 says this, now a word was secretly brought to me and my ear received a whisper of it. You know, we've got to be so careful right now what it's we're good. listening to. And, you know, you need to just close off your ears to, to the whispers, not just of people, not just of social media or news or whatever, but you got to make sure that you are closing off your ears to the whisper of the enemy. Because if he can whisper a fear in to your ear and you receive that, and I like this, <clears throat> let me just give you some statistics. And I know you got some great things that you want to say, but I, I love research. And it says this, Research has found that 40% of the things we worry about or we're afraid about never happens. Mm. So we're wasting 40% of our life worrying about something that is never going to happen. 30% of things that we're afraid of or worried about are things that are in the past and we can't change it anyways. So we're constantly thinking, well, man, if I just would have done that, if, you know, and we let this fear and, and, and all these emotions overtake us, it's in the past. 12% of things that we worry about or are afraid about are things that involve the uh, you know, life of others. And we've got no business mm, in their life. But yeah, good. we're trying to worry about all that, that and afraid that's of all right. that. 10% of the things that we're afraid of relates to sickness, whether it's real or imagined, things that we hear about sickness, um, which only leaves 8% of things that we worry about that are likely to happen. So 92% of the things that we are afraid of, that we're allowing these things to get into our ear and get into our mind, 90 or 92% of those things, nothing ever becomes of that. Got it. But we let that 92% rule Overwhelm our, our lives. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is when it, once it gets into the head, so the whole thing is we're supposed to be guardians of our ears and guardians of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Guardians of our ears and guardians of our eyes because whatever we let into our head is what's going to have dominion and authority over us. It rules us. It controls our actions and our behaviors and everything else. And uh, when you said that, I thought, man, and actually it was one of my points, was that when we get in a place of fear or concern, fret, worry, 
anxiety. Yeah. When you get in those places, that's the time to watch what you say. What goes in the eyes and into the ears. Be very careful what you allow in there because once you start to get that in, that in your brain of yours, you begin to meditate those things. And whatever gets in there gets into your heart. And the, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does speak. So there's power. And there's authority in the things that we say. Look, listen, listen to what Job 3, uh, Job says in Job chapter 3, verse 25. He says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Now, he was so afraid that he was going to lose his family. He prayed like that woman clinging on to Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, my. You know, anything could happen. Uh, uh, the, there could be an earthquake today. Uh, the plane could crash today. The, the waters could rise today. And he was so fearful that he's going to lose his family. He was no longer praying prayers of faith. He's praying prayers of fear, although Job did pray for his family. And he said, For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Now look what happens next. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. He says, and this is confession, I have no rest for trouble comes. So he's saying, I, I'm not quiet about the things that I'm, I'm, not, I'm uneasy about, for trouble is coming. So he opened his mouth to declare the things that he was afraid of. That is not the time for us to open our mouths and declare what we're anxious about. We have to go the opposite direction, what the Word of God has to say about it. It's the time to shut down everything else and find out what does the Bible have to say about it. And you know, honey, you don't wait for anxious moments to try to figure something out. Because right. usually your, your IQ drops tremendously right. when you're in places of fear. You get stored up in the Word. You already have your confession on your phone. You've already got it written down. You go right to it and say, no, this is what your Word says, God. This right. is what you can do for me. That's where you've got to make sure. You know, God has got big shoulders. And, and in fact, I, you know, um, I want to find it on here in my notes. While you're doing that, let me add one more thing. The tongue, the Bible says, is like the rudder of a ship. And right. so it's small, but it's it's underneath the water where you can't see. And it's maneuvering that ship where the pilot wants to go, the captain where, where it wants to go. And so even though it's small and you can't see it, it's actually ruling and having dominion over a massive ship. The Bible says your tongue is the same way. That's right. and though, though maybe you say things that are not publicly or that are in private where nobody else can see, and it may be something small, it's actually issuing forth a mission or commissioning you to, 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 be, to be at a certain destination. Right. So we can never be surprised and go, how did I get here? Somewhere fear, if it's not good, I'm saying, if, it's not, if it turns out to be a negative experience, fear got a hold of us, negativity got a hold of us, and then we begin to speak those things into existence, and bam, now we're in that, our head in that destination, or we're actually in that destination. Right. And that's where we can go to God. Go, we go to our Heavenly Father when we've got these, these moments and these anxiousness and this fear that can rise up. And, and you know, God's name is El Shaddai. Yeah. And it means all-sufficient God, almighty God. And let me break that down, El the beginning of that name means mighty, it means strength, it means power. And Shaddai means strong-breasted one, which refers to a gentle, tender, nursing mother. Mm. So sometimes you need the L of God, you need that power, and sometimes you just need His tenderness to hold you and comfort you, yeah. because God will be what you need Him to be. When, when, when that fear begins to rise up, when that, that anxiety, when that worry rises up, the only place that we should be going to is our El Shaddai. And not out of a place of, oh God, I just got to hold on to you because I'm going down. But it's God, you know my situation. 
And God, I need you to be mighty in this. Yes. And as I can rest my head upon your, upon your chest, God, as I can just rely on you and your tender mercies can overflow in, over my life and it overflows over my mind, it overflows over the way I'm thinking, God, I know that you are going to fight the battle for me. You know, when, when, when God was talking to Joshua, you know, and he was talking about how he's going to take the promised land. The thing that is so interesting in uh, as you read those chapters is that God is, keeps telling Joshua, he keeps giving him a pep talk to fear not. He keeps telling him, be, be courageous. And I would think, you know, well, wait a second. Wouldn't it have been easier for God to say, okay, Joshua, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you every single step. I'm going to give you my whole entire plan. I'm going to tell you how it's going to start, how it's going to go in the middle, how it's going to finish. And if, you know, you're going to do this and this is how it's going to outcome. And then we go, praise God, that is amazing. But, you know, God doesn't always show us every single step. God doesn't always, you know, show us everything that's going to happen tomorrow yeah, I would and the say next rarely day. does it ever happen. <laughs> exactly. He just doesn't do that. But what he says is fear not. That's right. What he tells you is, listen, no matter <clears throat> what happens today, what happens tomorrow, what, you know, what, what they say is going to happen or what it looks like is going to happen, fear not. And how do you fear not? Because you can put your faith and you can put the unknown into a known God. And when you know God, you can have the peace of God and the comfort of God, and you can rest in God knowing that, you know, I, I you know, it, it, what's the scripture verse where, um, you know, God says, I, you know, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And the cool thing is, is God, he's trying to tell you, I've already thought this through. These are my thoughts that I have for you, and they're of good and not of evil. They're, you know, that's what that's how God thinks towards you. And if He tells you this is how I think, this is how we're supposed to think also. Every single time, well, every moment of every day, Jesus Himself, and He's our ultimate example. <clears throat> he walked this out by faith. Right. He knew he was being talked about behind his back. He knew he was being persecuted. He knew he had the threat of death upon him. Twice he had to, he escaped death because it just wasn't his time. And he has supernatural ability to, to, to be freed from that. But yet he was facing danger all the time. Um, 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness with nothing to eat, nothing to drink. Um, these are these are these are not comfortable situations um, where Jesus was seeing great miracles for everyone else, and yet he knew what his ultimate destiny was going to become. He had opportunity, honey, to be in fret. Right. He had opportunity to worry. You know, you start thinking about man, the cross, and all I got to go through, and the pain and the agony. But nowhere in Scripture do we see Jesus ever talking about those things, except for in a place to remind his disciples. In three days they will they will come and they will destroy this temple. In three days it'll be risen from the dead yeah he would say things like that but he didn't do it in a place of anxiety or worry um which to me just shows you how much he had to put his trust in the almighty and god every single day to, to say what he said don't worry about anything for what can you can you can you establish or build one cubit upon your stature uh by worrying no you can't do that so therefore he's why are you worrying you can't change anything 
he understood that principle of walking by faith and, and living a careless life, right. casting your cares upon him because he cares for you. And I just feel like there's people right now, you need to understand that. Yes, you have cares. Yes, there are things you struggle with. Yes, there are great things in the world going on. And you know, sometimes we all get in that place where, honey, everything gets thrown into a hopper and we all feel like completely overwhelmed. But you got to learn to cast your care. Um, I love what Pastor Robin just said a moment ago. 40% of what you're, you're, you're thinking is going to be so bad will never come to pass. 30% of it's from your past anyways. That's already 70%. Down to 8% of things that might come to pass, but you still don't know the outcome, how it's going to turn out good or bad. Right. So, And you still in, those, in those, that 8%, you still have the promise that God is with you. You still have the yeah. promise of God that, <clears throat> you know, a promise of your healing, promise of your prosperity, promise of restoration, promise of protection. Yes. So even in that 8%, you don't think God can handle 8% of what could actually take place in our lives? Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole point of trusting God in the first place. Right. And and if it were easy, no one, no one would ever have to take a pill. No one would ever see a doctor. No one would ever be at the altars uh, you know, for prayer. Uh, we understand that life can be difficult. You know, people, all of us struggle, yours included, this one over and, here. And that's why we're talking about this because today. We because we live we're it. not immune to that fear. And like you said, there's there's been some stuff that's been going on and 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 honestly i think because we have been hitting this so hard about shouting your your joy you know shout with joy and shout with faith the and enemy shout comes to attack work right. the enemy's going to come and to just put try fear. and stir it up anything because fear to is get the, us to stop talking exactly about because faith is what moves the mountain faith is what moves god we're in a place of faith what's got to do he's got to bring the opposite his kingdom operates by fear both faith and fear operate the same way that whatever you're believing for and whatever you're fearing about will come to pass Pass, especially when it gets, like I said, in your mind, into your heart, and out your mouth. Now you're going to begin to see those things come to pass and manifest. So we have to be very, very careful. And so what you and I do is what we always do. We don't tolerate fear in our home. We deal with it. Sometimes it takes days to get, get through, but that's not on God. That's just on us. We didn't get serious enough, um, you know, or we, we still dwelled on some things. But the moment we make a decision, devil, you have no power. You have no authority in this house or in this place. You've got to go. He's got to go. And now then we got to turn our thinking into the Word of God. I have to renew my, it's another message altogether, but I have to renew my mind to the Word. What does God have to say about all of this? What's going on with Delta variants? And should I take the vaccine or shouldn't I take the vaccine? Um, you know, um, uh, Afghanistan, wars and rumors of war, political uh, pressures and things that are going on. In, in, and even with family members, how, how we're so divided in America. And I tell you right now, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but I'm telling you right now, it's by design. If I could prophesy anything, understand it is by design. They want to separate us. There are people in the world that are evil, that want to separate black and white and family members against family family members and because what does it do it opens the gates of hell it opens opportunity for the devil to ramp it in our families and our churches and our streets and in america and around the world we as christians must find a place of unity yep stand up for what's right don't back down from it but you say it in love you don't combat people with it. you don't beat them over the head with it sometimes i'll get on social media and go man you're a little bit tough on that one today aren't you you know i'm thinking because it's not that i don't want to say it it's that the lord won't allow me to say it i guess because we're ministers but 
but everybody should believe like that and see things like that. So what we're saying to you, I don't know what we're saying. What we're saying. Well, you know, it, it, as you were saying that, it just reminded me, you know, as a kid, you know, what, what were we told as a kid? If you don't have anything I mean, nice to say, to say don't say anything right. at all. And I right. think as adults, we need to be careful with that. Like you said, you've got to, you, you've got to stand for, you know, morality. You've got to stand for um, the, the word. word of God. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, when we get to that place where it's just, you know, we want to just take this stand and we believe in this and we believe in that, sometimes, you know, the Lord's just saying, you know what, let's just keep our mouth closed. Can we just love one another? Can we just be the love of Jesus to others and not feel like, well, I'm just going to just, you know, prove this point and, you know, you're wrong and I'm right and blah, blah. You know, sometimes I think what we need to do before we ever leave our house and, you know, in the morning, before we probably even get out of bed in the morning, is just say, Holy Spirit, direct my words today. Let me be a light, you know, in, in darkness. Let my words bring peace into in somebody else's yeah. life. Yeah. And, and bring life hope. and, and hope and, and a future. And let me, let me speak those things. And, not it's not about what I want to be able to say and a point I want to prove, but Lord, just if you want me to say something, I will. I've had not, God no. stop me from posting things that I thought was positive, and He said, "Now reread that," and I reread the oh. And I know instantly what he wants me to change or not post at all because it'll sound like something else. And if, he can, if, if that's going to bring discouragement to somebody, then you need to either rewrite it or not say it at all. There was something I was going to say about our ministry and how God had, had been doing so many great things in our church and stuff. And I was, I was going to list those things out. And the Lord says, no. I was trying to give praise to God, you know. And he said, no, you can't do that. And I, I thought, well, why? And the Lord said, because there are other ministers and ministries that are watching you, and it will actually discourage them. Because they'll think, well, if it's not happening for them, God's not in it. And I'm here to tell you, everybody has different levels. And so, you know, one thing you have to do is get get past comparing. I shouldn't compare myself against those that have more than me, and you shouldn't compare yourself with me either. So we got to get past all that. But, but God's... He wants his children to be more sensitive right. when it comes to things that are not matter of God, a matter of fact of God's word. If it's God's word, you got to say it like it is. It mm -hmm. is what it is. It's black and it's white. But other than that, how we are we speaking those things? Are they, is it tempered in love? I know it's all for our message right now because I think that brings another level when people hear something from us. It discourages them. Another level of worry, anxiety, right. concern. I don't add up. I don't have enough. I'm not like them. You know that right. whole thing. And and I think people have been. You know. <laughs> We know, we know for a fact that there's some that have gotten upset with us because they're like, we, you know, you need to fight. You need to, you know, stand up and you need to say this and you need to do that. And, and, and like we said, there's times we will, because we're, I think we're probably, you know, we got to be real. We have to be honest and, and, but we're also going to use discernment and wisdom. There's a time and a place for exactly. everything. And sometimes you can't say, he didn't say I could say that, but what he just told me I could say was today, we got a $40,000 miracle in our church today. 
Praise God, completely taken care of, and it was it was something of the past, and now it's completely done and over with, don't owe a dime. Hallelujah. So we give God all the praise. Now that's okay. I'm giving God the praise. That was right. a miracle, and that's also showing everybody, well, they must not have all the money in the whole wide world if they couldn't take care of $40,000. But it wasn't an outstanding debt or anything like that. It was something that came that we, we had. We thought we already had the victory over some time back, found out that it was time sensitive, and maybe we didn't, and uh, went through a couple different things that didn't looks so promising and bang yeah. got the news today was taken and care of and here's the thing we have been just really kind of hit the last few days of this it just it was like a, a heavy blanket and it was that trying to stir up some anxiety and some fear and some worry and some stuff and we couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was and here god was already setting in motion this miracle and we didn't know it that's why guys listen you're dealing with some emotions and you are dealing with some things that have seemed like it's overwhelming. And you can look at circumstances and you could pinpoint and say it's because of this or it's because of that. Or maybe you can't. Maybe it's such an overwhelming feeling and you can't figure out why you're feeling this way. God, is, I just want to remind you, God is doing things that maybe you don't see at this moment. It does not mean that God is step back. It does not mean that God has turned his back on you. It's because God is sending some things in place. And if you won't give up, and that's why during this time, we're like, we are on this thing. We are praying. We're going to deal with this anxiety. We're going to deal with this fear. Because I truly believe that if we would have allowed fear to shut us down and allowed fear to paralyze us and allow fear to really, you know, like want to just shut out the world. And I'm just going to, you know, turn on TV and watch some stupid show and not do what the Lord had prompted you to do, we would have missed that miracle. So we can allow fear. You know, the, we, I've heard this for so many years, but it's true. The word fear, fear not or be not afraid, is, is um, written 365 times in the Bible. That's one for every day of the year. And I want to give you a couple. Psalms 56.3, whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. That's all you have to say. When you get up and that fear is hitting you, say, God, I trust in you. Um, Isaiah 12, 2, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Isaiah 41, 10, fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Uh, th those are just some of the scripture verses. This is promises from God. Yeah, but These are all promises. promises from God. And if God makes a promise, they will come to pass. And honey, I know you want a few more verses, but let me just jump in here. Yeah, You're in a row, but definitely. let me just jump in and say that you were on a point that I felt like God really wanted to emphasize. And you didn't say it quite this way, but you were saying it. A delay is not a denial. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. A delay is not a denial. So don't fret. Don't be concerned because things didn't happen as fast as you thought, or they're still in the process right now. Uh, don't think it's dead uh, in the water. Um, God has a way of, he's, like we were talking about this miracle that happened for us, it was already in the works. We didn't know it, but God made a way. He gave me one little prompting for something, and then bang, it opened the door. My point is, you don't have to be smart enough, good enough, um, right. said all the right prayers enough. When God's in motion, He's in motion, so you have to understand, just because it's been delayed doesn't mean God's denied you. Keep believing. Keep stretching forth in faith. Uh, as Pastor Robin was reading those verses of Scripture, fear not. God is with you. God's working with you. He's by 
behind the scenes, making things happen. This is what our God does. And I think the trick of the enemy, which is so easy for him to do, is to start telling us it's not going to happen. Right. You've already trusted. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, you know, tension, and you know, you've got X, Y, Z time, and that's all you have. And now, now you're full of anxiety and concern. Maybe you got a doctor's report, and it wasn't a good report. And then... All these flashes and images in your head begins to take off about your life without your kids or your grandkids. And I know we've we've had some of that in our own home. And but we know God is faithful. We know God. We can trust Him above all else, and He will never let us down ever. That's right. You know, First uh, John four eighteen says this: where God where God's love is, there is no fear. Because God's perfect love drives out fear. It is punishment that makes a person fear. So love is not made perfect in the person who fears. And that's the thing. I think sometimes we get in that place that we forget about God's love. Mm -hmm. We forget how much He loves us and how much He wants the very best for us. And we begin to think, well, you know, if God if God loved me, he would this. And, you know, and maybe God loves them more than he loves me. And we can get in that place. And when you do, now fear can take hold. Yes. Because, you know, if God's love, if you don't understand God's love is there, then that is an open door for fear to come in. And, this, you know, the most simplest of scripture verses, John 3, 16, if we can make that, that scripture verse personal because it's so easy to say that verse for God so loved the world and that's how we learned it and that's you know that's how it's written in the word of God but I, I when I I wrote this before and I remember of God just saying I need you to make this personal because when you make it personal that's when you're going to allow God to love to permeate every bit of your thinking every bit of your being and because God's love is there it now casts out fear so you have to say for God so loved me maybe put, you could put that's your good. name in there but mm -hmm. for, for God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son that when i believe in him and all his promises for me i won't perish but have everlasting life. It's receiving, you know, when you receive his love, you receive courage and you can receive faith during those times when you see that God loves you and wants the very best for you. He just wants you to trust him in those situations. He wants you to be able to rely on him, not rely on you know, people, not rely on government, not rely on, you know, um, you know, situate other situations. God makes it so simple that we miss it and we make it difficult. <clears throat> wow. He says, can you trust and rely on me? I got to tell you something. Just going to, I want to give you a word, a word from the Lord. I feel like you need to develop a series on the love of God. Hmm. I really believe with all my heart God's going to put inside of you a revelation as you study His Word about love that you're supposed to give to the people mm -hmm. in our church. We'll share it here how we want to do it. Yeah. But I feel honestly like because as I'm sitting here and I'm going, you know, people don't, as you're saying, I'm going, but they don't understand. If they have never been shown really uh, unconditional love by the, even mm -hmm. their family, uh, especially a mom or a father, they really only see God so far but when you understand his love is so good yeah. and so powerful because he'll never do you wrong right he he wouldn't do that to you that's not what he would do um i think people need to go anyways i, yeah. I mean we should talk about this one no, time but I'm, listen, i really I, feel like god has that you have a revelation mm -hmm. 
-hmm. or maybe I do. I don't know, but I know for you for sure to study this thing and and get into it a little bit so people can literally see God's love. He's absolutely God is love. He is love. But let me ask you this, you know, um, I, I know I... I struggled with this for years. And if this is, if you can relate to this, you know, say, yes, that's me, hands up or whatever in the comments below. But I struggled for so long of seeing God. And I could literally, I had a total picture of God that when it came to me, of God just crossing his arms, shaking his head, and turning around. Like, I cannot believe she did that again, or I cannot believe she thinks that, or I cannot believe she expects that. Is that that's horrible, I know. And I would hear about the love of God. I knew the scripture verse. That was the very first scripture verse I ever learned. I think we all learned that, you know, in Sunday school. So why would why would I have this image of God when it comes to me of turning his back and being angry and looking over his shoulder at me like, you know, almost in disgust or ashamed of me. Some sort of either, you know, leadership that represented God or parental. I mean, you had good parents, but I'm saying something in those yeah. on those lines. But it opened you... up insecurity. It opened oh, up yeah. fear. Yeah. It opened up, um, you know, putting myself but perfect in a love box. casts out fear exactly. so people need a revelation they of do. that who there's no i don't have perfect love you don't have perfect love you don't have perfect love but god does he god doesn't have love god is love the bible says he is the personification of love and i just feel very much by the spirit of god that we need to be studying this and we need to be teaching this and this is going to set people free how many of you guys would love for us to get into that and Mm -hmm. and and again it sounds so basic but sometimes we forget the basics yeah and the most important you know aspect of who god is and we're trying to you know figure all this other stuff out but maybe we just need to go back to just total foundation to be reminded that God loves us, you know, because especially when there's turmoil, because I mean, how many of, you know, we, we hear people all the time, well, if, you know, if God loved, you know, his people, he wouldn't allow this to take place and he wouldn't allow, you know, no, we've got to just... he gave, he gave dominion to men. Exactly. It's how we treat the planet. It's how we treat each other. Um, he gave us that authority. And right. the only way he comes in when he moves sovereignly is through when people begin to cry out to him that's what opens the door for god to come and fix problems and how do we cry out to god if we don't understand that level of love exactly well and if we don't understand his level of love i know we're tying this all together right now but then what happens fear torment worry uh anxiety because we don't think god will step in we don't think no And, and, and the world don't even think God, maybe the last moment they'll, they'll cry out to God or something, you know, as a Hail Mary type thing. But the church half the time doesn't do that. Right. I'm not trying to be mean to the church, but I'm just saying we don't, we don't have that kind of prayer life and relationship with God. If we understood how much he loved us, it would be so easy to pray, so much easier to walk with God, so much easier to trust him because we know him. Right. We know him. I do have a revelation of God's love, but I think God wants to take it even further than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think... We should be talking about that in the days to come. But to wrap this up, what what's the if final word? Then we're going to pray. What would you say to the people today about this this concern, this fret, this anxiety in, in life? You know, um, Ecclesiastes eleven four um, says this. You're so cute. You always say Ecclesiastics. 
Do I? How, how am I supposed to say it? Ecclesiastes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to say you, you Ecclesiastics. Wanna, you want to stop the word you can of say God. say Ecclesiastics. <laughs> we got to say it. All right. I'll just go ahead and read 11 Ecclesiastics. 11.4 says this. When the clouds are full of water, it rains. When the wind blows down a tree, it lies where it falls. Yeah. Don't sit there watching the wind. Do your own work. Don't stare at the clouds. Get on with life. And fear will, fear will it, it can immobilize you. It, fear can get you to the place where you just shut down. And the word, I, I, you know, the word right there just says, you got to get on with life. Mm. And how do you get on with life? Trust in God. How do you get on with life? It's in the morning before your feet ever hit the floor of saying, God, today, I trust you. Yeah. Lord, today, I'm going to speak only what you want me to speak. I'm going to think the way you want me to think. I'm going to have the mind of Christ today. I'm going to let joy, I'm going to allow comfort, I'm going to allow peace to overtake my life because God, I am going to trust you. I'm going to trust you with my finances, with my job, with my family. I'm going to trust you with my health. I'm going to trust you with life around me. And, and it, as you can begin to do that, it says, get on with life. Now you can get on with the things of life because we're here. You are here on this planet just specifically for this time, for this moment. You have destiny and you have purpose. And part of your destiny, part of your purpose is to bring life to people. Amen. It's to bring the life of Christ into other people's world. And if we can begin to declare, I'm not going to allow fear to, to uh, immobilize me. I'm not going to allow fear to shut me down. I'm not going to uh, you know, allow fear to take me out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get on with life. I'm going to get up every morning and do what needs to be done that day, but I am going to do it under the <clears throat> unction of the Holy Spirit. And as you begin Amen. to do that, you're not only going to change your atmosphere, you're not only going to change your situation, but you are going to affect those that are around you that need you and they Amen. need Jesus. Amen. I want to pray with everybody, honey, and just grab my hand. Father, we come together in the power of agreement right now, this this very moment, Lord God. People are watching us from all over the region and all over the United States of America, maybe even abroad. But Lord God, we're speaking now, right now, by faith, that all fear be broken, especially when it's connected to Satan and his enemy. We have power and we have his, his, uh, his, uh, his uh, demons. We have power and we have authority over every work of darkness. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we break the stranglehold and power of fret, worry, concern, anxiety, and fear in Jesus' precious name. God, I pray that a special supernatural just download of your love would begin to permeate your people, I pray, this very moment, that your arms would wrap around them, so to speak, Lord God, and that you would just comfort them in this moment, Holy Spirit, that they may know the living God and be able to trust him, say, I know he's with me, and if God be for me, who can be against me? I declare that now we declare that now over their lives in jesus mighty name amen amen and amen amen bro praise god so glad you joined us today anything else that you want to say honey by the way that that was found in ecclesiastics what it was 11 4 11 4 yeah that's for you amen so praise god you know what we we got another minute i just <laughs> want to give one more scripture verse to just head you on your way for the night for the day um it's ephesians 
Did I say that correctly, honey? Sure. Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now to him who by the action of his power that is at work within us, it's an, it, God's power is working within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above, far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond yes. our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So I just want to just encourage you today, don't let things that are going on around you, disappointments, and you said, I think you said this earlier, don't let disappointments um, keep you from future appointments. Yeah. Because God's got great things in store for you. And if you don't give up, if you will just see God for who He truly is and understand that He is at work in your life, then you, I tell you what, you are going to have such joy and peace and comfort. Well, I didn't say that today, but I have preached a message called that. Did don't, you? yeah, you're, um, don't let a disappointment make you miss your appointment. But um, you might have missed your espresso, <laughs> and that's the reason why you didn't get that right instead of espresso. Anyways, all right, we love you. Maybe in editing <laughs> we can take that out. No, probably gonna need to. It's so <laughs> dumb. All right, we love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. The Word, Jeff and Ron Pruitt. God bless you.